Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm very excited to be joined by one of my friends who is now back in California. He was recently down in Texas for quite some time with his family, but I, uh, we just tuned in together. I see he's in California, and that's actually where we met. We met, uh, now it's a couple years ago, Ben, I can't even believe it. Right. Um, we had, I was doing with some colleagues a... Um, a divorce event, event on empowerment and um, surviving divorce. And Ben was one of our wonderful sponsors. But beyond that, Ben was that person who was there that day, who from helping us cut bagels before we got started. I remember that. The bagels and the fruit. Yeah, I was like, let me jump in and let's do it. Let's get ready for all the people. Yeah. And that, I mean, from the beginning of getting ready to the quiet and steady and enthusiastic presence throughout to the person who helped us put the chairs away at the end. I mean, you were that guy, you were, you know, that, that support. And I remember thinking at the time, what an amazing coach he must be that he has this level of enthusiasm for a day, a day long event like this. And just your positive outlook on things. So today we're going to be talking about you are um, a performance coach. This is my friend, Ben Kiker, everyone. He is the founder of the Ben Kiker Group. And he he himself is a performance coach, um, helping people build resilience and to stay in action, which kind of sums up that day-long divorce marathon that we had that day. So there was a lot, there was a lot of action that day. There was a lot, there was a lot going on. All there good was. stuff. All good stuff. It was it was a fantastic retreat, um, and and I do still consider one of the best parts is that I got to meet you, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm so happy that you're here. I was just explaining to you that most of my listeners are attorneys and dispute resolution professionals, and you and I had talked about diving into a topic that I just told you. I wish we had done this episode a week ago because I had the craziest week I think I've had since COVID started last week. Um, and our topic for today is overcoming overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, do I need these tips in my life? So first, let me just say, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for the, for the invite. Although it's crazy because you and I talked about recording this episode way back in, I think it was January, 
which I don't know about you feels like forever ago, but, uh, but here we are today. I know, and because we're taping this um, at the end of April, and when I think back to what I was doing in January, and now, you know, I've just started to book some speaking things where I'm actually going to get on a plane, and we're talking about doing some family events where we're going to all be in the same place. So our world is starting to open up again, but that actually, for me, makes there's almost an overwhelm, I would say, and maybe we can touch on this, in that the world is opening back up again and it feels a little scary. Yeah, for sure. So so two things. I did my first in-person jam session, which is what I call the one-on-one time that I do with clients. I did my first in-person jam session with a client last Friday. So I'm now, and I've now done two in-person group fitness classes. So you're right, the world is starting to open back up. Um, it was interesting, I had a client two weeks ago and she's done a little bit more in terms of reconnecting and social and being out. And she said, it's a little overwhelming for me. And so the feedback that I gave her and that I'll just remind everybody listening is, much the same way that we had to kind of feel our way into the pandemic over a year ago, because I don't know about you, I never lived through a global pandemic, I never had to shelter in place before, much the same way that we had to kind of feel and navigate our way into it, we're going to have to do the same thing coming out of the pandemic as we again work to reconnect. So just, you know, really taking care of ourselves and really having that compassion, uh, I think is gonna be essential over the, really I think for the balance of this year. I, I have to agree with you. I mentioned to you one of the things that I did to try and take care of myself from last week is someone wanted to book a meeting with me on Sunday because it was the only day I had open and I had to say no. And it wasn't an outward thing. That was a, an inward self-protection boundary I had to set because I needed a day off. I needed some time. And, and these, what I call moments of stillness are so critical. Uh, even even if it's certainly if it's a full day that you can do it, but even if it's just, hey, I'm going to find 30 minutes today or I'm going to find 15 minutes today. I'm reminded of and you and I see each other on Instagram all the time, which is awesome. <laughs> and as you probably know, every Monday I do an intention of the week, just something that I recommend that people try for that week. And I think it was probably two months ago that the intention for the week was underperform and underachieve, which at first you kind of scratch your head, wait a minute, you're a performance coach, and yet you're encouraging people to underperform and underachieve. But the reality is all the clients that I work with, you, all the listeners, right, that you are hard-charging people. And sometimes we just need to dial it back and we need to underperform and underachieve and just really focus on the simplicity of being a human being, not a human doer. Oh, I love that. Human being instead of a human doer. Yeah, so you, I, just, you wanted to take Sunday to be a human being and that's awesome. And I applaud you for doing that. And again, as we come out of the pandemic. And remember, we're not, there is no going back. We're not 
going back to the way it was. We're going forward to something new that we're still all working our way through. Um, you've got to do that. You've got to take that time to just simply be a human being for a bit. Well, there and there's our first tip of, of the episode, be a human being be a human instead being. of a human it's doer. Okay. It's okay <laughs> to, because uh, I know all of you listening, high performers, and really congrats on us on your website, 18,000 professionals that have gone through your training. I'm sure all of those folks are super hard charging and to use one of my phrases, if I can say this, they know how to get shit done, right? These are these are never people that you have to get behind and push them to do something. But we do need to help remind them, hey, you gotta, you gotta take care of you, right? You gotta throttle it back a little bit. Well, and, and one of the things in taking care of you that I've done throughout the years, and, and this is what you do with professionals, is I've gotten coaching. And yes. that, that is something that for many of my colleagues in both the legal realm and the dispute resolution world is not a, a well-known thing, is not a, um, a common occurrence, at least among the people I know. And you mentioned, um, and I mentioned in the open, you're a performance coach. Yes. Can we just start there and tell sure. people what that is, what sure. you do? Absolutely. So I work with people who are at what I term defining moments. Professionally, personally, they're at a defining moment and they really want to make the most optimal decision or set of decisions that they can. And they would love in order to maintain their high performance, hence the performance coach. And they're looking for somebody to jump in their corner with them right, that can really help them navigate that situation. And so that's what I do. And I work with people one-on-one, -on -one. I do group coaching, do a lot of work on social media to share some of the tips and strategies that I use in my one-on-one -on -one work for people that can't work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but really to help them uh, crush that defining moment and really make the best move that they can. And just one more thing that I recalled from when we uh, met earlier this year, you know, one of the things you shared with me is that so many of the folks that you work with are experiencing a massive shift in their business model, right? Yeah. From the way it was to the way it is and the way that it's going to be. And so that's a great example of a defining moment, right? And I really need to think about this defining moment in a very strategic, thoughtful way because and this is one of the notes that you and I uh, made earlier, waiting it out is not a plan. Th that, that, no. is not, that is not an option. That is not a plan for success, right? So how am I going to do that? What am I going to do? That's where a coach can be really, really helpful. Well, in such a perfect, you know, confluence of um, things that we've just talked about here, because as you just pointed out, during COVID, during the quarantine, so many of my colleagues, both again, legal and dispute resolution professionals have had change after change after change thrown at them. And their resilience is somewhat low, um, as well as it's felt, let's go back to our overarching topic, overwhelming. Yeah. And many of them, and I, I, I can count, you know, so many colleagues who've reached out who are at a moment in time where COVID has given them an opportunity 
to maybe make a shift in their career. Some large firm attorneys want to break off and go out on their own. Some want to go into dispute resolution. Others who are in dispute resolution want to go into other arenas. And so that defining moment is where so many people find themselves both personally, internally right now, but also the world is at a defining moment, right? We're going into a new something that we don't really know how to define yet. For sure. Uh, I just want to say, and we talked about this before we started taping, that you and I could literally talk for three hours. Yes, we could. We're not going to, but it's very clear that we could just we could just go all day. Um, so I want to say two things about that, Susan. First is I want to applaud those professionals that you work with that recognize that this provides them an opportunity uh, because they've already done a very important mental shift which is how do I shift from this is happening to me, meeting COVID, all of it, to how can this be for me, right? What can I do? What positive action or actions can I take? That's critical. Number two, we also talked about this before. We're going through the middle right now, right? Again, we're not going back to the way the world was. We're going to some future state that is still being defined and created. And guess what? The middles, the middle is always messy. And anything and anything, but that's where the magic happens. And again, that's where working with a coach and getting some support, I can be so critical how to move through that messiness of the middle and get to uh, some optimal state on the other end of that. Yeah, there's something magical in the coaching paradigm for, for professionals, I think. First off, again, most of the people who are listening are in fields where we're, we're paid to know the answers, right? People come to us and pay us a rather ridiculous amount of money to advise them and give them, give them answers, give them guidance, give them advice. And so it's an interesting phenomena that, that when it's, we need help ourselves because we're moving into areas we don't know, we find it so difficult to reach out for help, to find coaching. But I personally have been through coaching um, a few times in my career, and, and it's been very pivotal in allowing me to make changes that then made my career much more, I guess... Um, a reflection of me and of my values and of what I enjoy. I know I'm in, in a world where, you know how they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. I've finally gotten there, but right. it was actually coaching that helped me get there. So, I, you know, I encourage people to first just think outside the box too. How could I get help? Yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's hard again for this, this type A personality or this hard driving personality that I so often deal with. But the other thing that I think many professionals will connect with is that overwhelm idea, right? This theme of overwhelming. Um, and I fell into it last week where I literally was, you know, ready to hide under my desk. Um, but why, why is overwhelm so pervasive in professionals? Sure. Uh, Ooh, we could just again, we could yeah. go all day on this, which is which is so good. You know, I um, uh, recorded a podcast several years ago with a, a very good friend, collaborator, client, Bronwyn Seglin Benny, 
And the episode of that podcast is I'm overwhelmed and I can't stop beating myself up. And the name of that came from an email that Bronwyn sent me and said, I need your help. And the reality is that's similar to a lot of emails that I get from folks that are reaching out to me. I'm just I'm overwhelmed. I can't stop beating myself up. And I think part of it, a big part of it, Susan, is because high performers have a high propensity to focus on what they don't get done. So let's just start with a really super simple, please, 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 if you take nothing else away from our conversation, please do the following. At the end of each day, rather than looking at all the things that you didn't get done, please look at what you did get done and recognize yourself and acknowledge yourself for, wow, look at all that I was able to do, all that I was able to do. And that is one of those, again, one of those positive shifts that you can make that absolutely will start to turn it around. I, that is such a good, I felt like a little light bulb go off over my Isn't head when you said that. Sure. Yes. Isn't that great? Yeah, high performers have a high propensity to focus on what they, I'm guilty of that, right? What I didn't, God, look at, I didn't do these two things that I wanted to do today, right? And then, so then we move into the rest of our day and we connect with our partners and our family and our friends. And we're like, we're carrying this overhang with us all the way until we fall asleep of what we didn't get done versus, wow, you know what? I really, I had a good day today. Had a good day today. So when I do my personal review at the end of the day today, one of the things that I will absolutely recognize myself for is the conversation that you and I are having right now. Because I know, I know that what you and I are doing will make a positive impact on at least one person, but hopefully a lot more. Me, <laughs> me. <laughs> You've already given me a tip for my day because I think it's really interesting. I do that. I have sort of a to-do list for the day. Right. And instead of at the end of the day, looking at all the things I can cross off, for me, it's the personal defeat of those two things that I have to carry over to tomorrow. And sure. better way to look at it might be the 15 things I got done. Reframe it to, wow, look at all of that, right? So that's what I also want to share another really good thing that I'm going to encourage folks to do. And that is to start a praise pile. Start a list of all the great comments that people and the thank yous that you get from folks throughout the day. And I know, I know that you, by the time this day is done, you're gonna have one or two, maybe three things to have that list. I am as well, right? And it's so fascinating to me that when we hear negative feedback, what do we do? We're like Velcro with it. Hear the negative feedback, boom, I'm on it. But we get positive feedback and we sort of do what I call half absorb it. It's like it's Teflon, the positive feedback, it slides around the pan and away it goes. We have to take time to really absorb the positive feedback that we get. And again, all the folks that you work with and counsel, they're all GSD. I know people listening to this are getting really good feedback. They're getting a quick text message from someone. They're getting an email. They're getting a phone call. So just start a praise pile. Start putting all of that great feedback that you get into a document. And I don't care what it is. It can be a Google sheet. You can actually download a Google sheet at my website. It can be a Google sheet. It can be a Word doc. It can be just a draft email. Whatever of the 242 personal productivity tools that you have 
on your instant electronic distraction device that we cry. Pick one and just start writing that stuff down because on that day, on that day, and this is really good for the overwhelm days, on the days that we're experiencing that overwhelm and what I call our insane thought generator is squawking in the back, to be able to go back and look at that list is so incredibly grounding and brings us back into flow. It, I, I've been smiling as you've been talking about this because it, um, when I do presentations, I always send out a survey afterwards. So if I, I this past week, I spoke at a couple of bar conferences and one of the the results I got back from the survey was, you know, did you think the presentation was excellent, good, great, good, moderate, or, and, and I got, thankfully to everyone out there who was watching that, I got a lot of excellence and really good. And one person said, okay, it's all right. But, and I obsessed about that one person. Right. I completely put aside the fact that most of the people said they thought it was helpful and good for them. They, and they, I just they, obsessed they, about they, that one thank person. Thank you for validating with a real life example of you just did this. You were Velcro with that one person. Yes, all right. And here's the thing, right? You don't know what was going on in that person's world that day. You just don't know. They could have had a rough night of sleep. They could have had bad news on any number of fronts. They, you just, you don't know. You don't know, right? You don't know. Yeah. And our job is to, because you and I are both in the information sharing business, right? To just try to help folks do what they do. Our job is just, you got to do the work and trust the process, right? And the good news is you did the work and you got a lot of folks that benefited from that. Listen, my crazy insane thought generator this morning, you'll love this. Uh, and I love, and thank you again, by the way, for the invite to come on your show. Oh, I love, I love coming on the podcast, but I haven't done one this year. And uh, my little insane thought generous one is like, what are you doing? Like, this is not going to go. Oh, this is, you are so rusty. This is just not going to go well. I mean, you, I just, just squawking at me, right? So what I'm going to say to everybody else that's listening is if you two have an insane thought generator that deals in stories, and let's be realistic, uh, they're never helpful stories, right? My insane thought generator never says, wow, Ben, you're doing an awesome job. Let's do more Go of that, right? More, please. And I know yours is the same. It does say, Susan, awesome job today. Man, you really did good, right? Remember facts over stories. The facts are Every time that I've had an opportunity to do what I'm doing right now with you on this Monday morning, I have always had at least one person that said to me, thank you, that made a difference for me. That's, that's, that's the fact, not the story. Right, and that's, you know, is it Brene Brown who says the stories we tell ourselves? Oh, I think, never, yeah. Yeah, by the way, when you wake up, I don't know about you, but when I wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning, those are never good stories. They yeah, are yeah. never good stories, right? It is ever, hey, I'm glad you're up. I've been, I just want to go through with you all the ways that I feel that you are crushing it in your life and you are doing really well. Are you ready for that review? No, that's no. never a story at 3 a.m. It's, hey, I've been making a list of all the things that you are just absolutely flailing in right now. And I'd like for you to grab a pen and paper and let's go through them together.
I love my inner voice. Yeah, and, and listen, you got to have a name for it, right? Whatever, again, I call mine my and same thought generator. What, whatever, have a name for inner voice, call it Phyllis. I mean, apologies to anybody listening. To anyone out there Phyllis. who's Phyllis. Yeah. Anybody, lovely name, by the way, but I have a, I have a client and she called hers Phyllis and Phyllis is like this you know, chain smoking, doesn't wear a seat belt, drives the car too fast, you know, whatever it is, just, you've got to have a little bit of, you got to have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we can't have a little fun with ourselves, which is really what we're talking about here, who can you have fun with? Right. So, so now you mentioned something in this, this, um, last few minutes that yeah. I do definitely want to dive in on because it is a family sort of theme in my household, and that is the GSD. Um, you, I'm going to let you explain what it is, and I know you have six essentials to GSD. We don't have time to go yes. into all of them, but maybe you sure. can share one. Sure, absolutely. So prior to becoming a coach, I spent 25 years running marketing and sales teams for enterprise technology companies, FYI. I love geeking out over your conversation with Gary Dornhofer on, on what is essentially workflow, um, uh, which is like a really unsexy word, but when you get it right, it makes an incredible difference to the lives of folks as it does there. Anyway, little side note. Plus Gary worked for uh, my airline of choice. So I kind of geeked out. American, yeah, yeah. At, at American Health. Okay, so we're not going to go down that path. So um, GSD stands for when I ran marketing and sales teams, uh, one day I had someone on my team and I said, God, I have worked for and with a lot of marketing teams, but man, we get a lot of shit done here. And so that just sort of stuck around GSD. And seven years ago, when I began my coaching practice, I literally started with a blank sheet of paper. And I'm like, well, right, what kind of coach am I going to be? What am I going to do? And at the top of the page, I wrote the initials GSD. And then I wrote, well, if I'm going to help people get into action and stay in action, how do I do that? And then I wrote the six things that I've used over and over again with teams to help them achieve that level of high performance. And that's how it was born. And it's a great phrase. My husband is like the king of GSD. So I love the phrase. Um, but what are your, tell us about one of the six essentials. So let me, let me, um, oh, and this is so good for what we're all going through right now. Let's start with the very first one, because in, in many ways, it's the most important one. And that is hit pause and pull up. Look, it is so, it's especially over the last year, it has been so easy to, fall asleep, to move into an almost trance-like state where we're going on autopilot, just sort of moving through the day. And hitting pause and pulling up is all about helping us gain situational awareness, right? So when we're in these moments of, as you were last week, just being incredibly overwhelmed, you know, next time that happens, Susan, please hear my voice go, you got to hit pause and pull up. The plane's going down. We got to build that situational awareness and to say, how can I work the problem in a different way? And so many, um, and really that's one of the first things that I start to work with clients on is just, hey, let's work on and develop the techniques for being able to hit pause and pull up and just 
catch your breath, take a moment, build situational awareness and determine an appropriate next step. That's, it's very interesting you say that because in my other world where I'm a divorce mediator, <clears throat> excuse me, attorney, um, one of my biggest tips for people who are entering the divorce process is to enter a pause, take a pause, take a moment to breathe and figure out how they want this to unfold rather than just letting it unfold. Right, so, so that one of the, one of the uh, concepts that I work with clients on is this concept of being regulated, grounded and in flow, right? Where energy is going exactly where you want it to go. The opposite of that, of course, is when we're very dysregulated and very ungrounded. And in terms of sort of big life moments and events that could cause someone to become incredibly ungrounded, divorce has to be in the top three. So uh, I'm sure so many folks that are going through that process are, it's just an incredibly dysregulating thing. And so the trick is the moment we realize that we're in that ungrounded state, to hit pause, pull up, try to catch your breath. Yeah, I think there's, there's, I call it the power of the pause, right? There's power in that moment. For sure, huge. You know, and there's, uh, you mentioned earlier uh, your Instagram feed and I want to direct everybody to it. It's at Ben Kiker, K-I-K-E-R. I follow Ben and every week you do have a sort of a theme for the week. The intention um, of the week. Yeah. Intention of the week. And they're great because as you said, for people who perhaps can't afford, you know, full on coaching or just want to find out what you're about and what it's about, it's a wonderful way because you're not just out there sharing a few inspirational quotes a week, you're, you're actually giving actionable information. So I encourage listeners to go follow you. But there was one, um, just I think about two weeks ago, it was your intention of the week. And it said, and this one, I think will really resonate with definitely my dispute resolution followers, um, hopefully my attorney followers, it was embrace the yes. And Oh, and oh that was that. so good. It is so good and it's so powerful. And I want my dispute resolution and, you know, professionals, they'll probably recognize it. My attorneys listen to this. This is powerful stuff. Yeah. So here's the, here's the, the, the essence, the opposite. So let's start with what is the opposite of yes and the opposite of yes and is either or it's either good or it's bad. Reality is most things are a mix of both, right? When you're at a T stop sign intersection, either or is awesome. Either I'm going to turn left or I'm going to turn right. But on these bigger things in life, and I'm just going to say this is where, unfortunately, our, pol- our political system in the U.S., I think really embraces either or, right? You're either on that side or on that side. It's either this or it's that. The reality is so much in life is a mix of both. And so one of, the, one, of, one of the reasons why hit pause and pull up is so good is because it can just allow us to loosen our grip a little bit. And the way that we can loosen our grip is to embrace yes and. Yes, that is, I am really ticked off about that right now. And um, I don't want to remain ticked off about this for the next week. Or, and I see where that uh, individual 
it, you know what it is? It's back to it's back to what we shared earlier about this uh, presentation that you did, where you had a whole bunch of people that loved it and then one person that didn't, right? It's not an either or. Either Susan did great or Susan didn't do great. It's yes, and yes, there are a lot of people that love it. And there's this one other person that didn't. And God love them. I don't know what's going on with them today. And maybe my message just didn't land in the right way for them. But embrace yes, and. And I'm telling you, the moment when we do that, again, you will begin to feel yourself loosening your grip a little bit, loosening your grip. And in that moment, then we have the ability to access our inner resources, all of our external resources. And again, I think you've got a pretty talented group of folks that have a lot of resources, but if you're like holding on to this, it's either right or wrong, that's it. And you're like doing this on the chair, you're not gonna be able to access those resources. No, you get very caught in the yes or no, right? You get very positionally, and I think this is what the dispute resolution professionals are gonna grab onto. We call it interests versus positions. Yes or no, is very positional. It's like, it's either yes, it's no, it's black, it's white. Whereas what's really powerful is getting to people's interests under, underneath. Why is that position so important to them? And that's the power of that and. Of yes and, absolutely, absolutely. So, so thank you for bringing that up because it's so powerful and so incredibly helpful to, again, just helping us loosen our grip a little bit. Well, and I wonder if there's not a carryover from that because you say the loose in our grip mm -hmm. and that sort of carries over into our overarching theme of, of dealing with overwhelm. overwhelm. Um, you can say yes to every, the opportunities that come your way, but you can say, and I need to limit my participation or, and I need to For be sure. done by one o'clock. Sure. <laughs> that would be my yes and. <laughs> and, and. And I'll build on that. Yes, there is a lot on my plate. And I'm going to get as much of it done as I can today. The challenge with overwhelm is when we get in that state, and I'm going to say something in a moment that folks need to write, write down, so just wait for it. When we get in that state, we shift into either or. Either I'm going to get all this done, or I'm going to get fired. Or either I'm going to get all this done, or I'm going to fail. And that's just not true. Here's the thing about overwhelm. Um, Susan, has anyone in your entire career, and you've done some big things in your career, has anyone ever said to you, Susan, I, I want you to be overwhelmed today? Yeah. Has no. anyone ever said <laughs> that to you? No, no. And no one has ever said it to me. Yet, why have I said about 242,000 times, God, I'm just overwhelmed today. So here's the secret to overwhelm. We create that state for ourselves. We create that state. We put ourselves into that state. The good news is we can help take ourselves out of that state. So. Well, that's, that's the critical point. And we don't have a lot of time left, but maybe what would your one last tip be for dealing with overwhelm, for all those just completely fried professionals out there who are, are listening to this? What I would do is I would take out a sheet of paper and I would draw a horizontal line. And on the left, I would put scarcity. And on the right, I would put abundance. 
And I would put your dot and I would just remind all of those professionals when you are in that state of overwhelm, what we typically do is we drag our dot all the way over to scarcity and we start focusing on what we don't have. I don't have enough time. I don't, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And this is where hitting pause and pulling up is so effective because you can go, wait a minute, I got some things I can do here, right? I've got some boundaries I can establish. I've got different resources that I can reach out to. Um, I've got some tips and techniques that I learned from the conversation that Ben and Susan had. Um, it never, anytime that I personally do that, Susan and I look at where my dot is and I work to move my dot, I can always move it back to state of abundance because I got a lot. I got a lot. And, and you've left my listeners with a lot. And I thank you for that because the, the best episodes are the ones where they actually get those tips like take that piece of paper, everyone, and draw oh. that line. Um, because I can tell you that the world will change when you shift from scarcity to abundance. Um, sure. it, it, it's one of the most magical. It's right up there with gratitude um, and, and a, part, a part and parcel of the whole thing, of the same thing, I think, to a bit. So I, I want to make sure that people know this is just a small dose of what um, <laughs> performance coaching can, can be like. Um, how can people get in touch with you, find out more about what you do and the Ben Kiker group? Absolutely. Thanks. So a couple of things. One, if you're on Instagram, please come follow me. Uh, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, I'm also on Instagram live, uh, just doing part of what you and I are doing right now. And then all of those episodes are on my IGTV. So that's a great channel to get more information. I also would love it if you would come to benkiker.com, subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, I do one once a month, the one that we just published for April, five actions for letting go. Ooh. So if there is anything that anyone is listening to and they're holding on to it too tight, I say to folks, you can either let go or be dragged. So head to benkiker.com, uh, check out that newsletter, sign up, get the ones that are going to uh, come out. And that's a good starting point, Susan. And you mentioned, I don't want to forget about yes. um, the praise pile. You mentioned there's a downloadable. The praise pile template. So head yeah. to benkecker.com slash praise pile, P-R-A-I-S-E pile. It's a really cool little Google sheet. Just download it, start using it. Start putting all the good stuff in that I know you're getting on a daily basis. Don't I'm going to go get mine. I'm going to go get mine. I need to get started. By the way, love the phrase praise pile. <laughs> it's perfect. So Ben, I thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me and helping my, my listeners. This will be something I think that for many of them is really new and a new way of trying to shift and think about things. Uh, but that's, that's the beauty of this is we can always change. We can always shift and we can always find better ways. So I, I so appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thanks again for having me on. Really enjoyed our conversation. I did too. Thank you. I knew we could talk all day. I knew it. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie. And if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating on iTunes and tell me what you liked in a review. 
you can join me each week to hear another episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com and mostonguthrie.com. I'll see you next week.